Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for another episode of In Conversation with Lee Ryder, the Chief Newcastle United Writer from Chronicle Life. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove. And this week we're going to talk about the FA Cup. I mean, you guys will know already that Newcastle have drawn Man City away in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup in a season of unbelievably tough cup draws. They've just been handed probably the toughest one. Lee, just talk us through your initial thoughts when you saw David Seaman pick the, the number out for Man City. I mean, it was the last draw, the last the last draw, the last ball of the draw, wasn't it? So it was inevitable. But just tell us what you thought when you saw that draw come up. Yeah, it, it was agonising, really. I think uh, you could see that ball rolling around and you're just hoping that he could at least give us a home draw because it became obvious that we were going to get Man City. So you were thinking, just please let it be at home. But no, it wasn't to be. Uh, it was an absolute uh, horrendous draw, really, for Newcastle, if we're being totally honest. It's the worst imaginable scenario. And, you know, just on the back of that euphoric night at Blackburn, as tough as it was, it just kind of took the wind out of your sails a little bit, didn't it? And, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little bit down last night. No... Uh, it was weird because obviously there was a lot of FA Cup action on on telly last night. Where, you know, BBC One, ITV, ITV Four. There was a cup game. Now, normally when Newcastle get knocked out the FA Cup, I uh, I don't want to watch the games anymore because you you've got no not as much interest in it. You know, you I mean you've normally recovered and got over it by the semi finals or the final because you're a football fan, but. The immediate aftermath when you've been knocked out, you don't really want to watch uh, someone else enjoying it. And uh, I had that, a little bit of that feeling last night. And then I was like, saying, hold on, we're not actually out of the competition yet. So let's try and be a bit more positive and uh, hopefully Newcastle you know, can can bring their A game to the Etihad Stadium. Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be positive about the draw. It might be against Manchester City, the holders, the the best team probably in club football at the moment. But we're going to be positive. Newcastle can get the better of Manchester City. They've shown countless times over the last 12 months, 18 months, that they can push them and can even beat them. Um, so Newcastle can do it. They can get to the semi-finals. But before we get into that, I just want you to kind of explain to our viewers and listeners, what does the FA Cup mean to you, Lee? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the it's the holy grail, isn't it, the FA Cup? I mean, it's the one that, you know, you, you dream about uh, seeing your team win. Obviously, you want to, you imagine the team winning the Premier League as well, but the FA Cup has just got that that special feel to it, going up the steps to see the captain lifting the trophy. Even the stupid things like you wonder who would be the player that puts the lid on the head for a laugh, you know, there's always someone... In a, in a squad who who's the the joker and puts the lid on the head as a hat, and uh, I, I wonder which player would Newcastle, which Newcastle player would be the one doing that if they ever won it. You know, just silly things like that. But the FA Cup, it's just just something that uh, that it's it's almost like um, it's almost like a religion, really, isn't it? The FA Cup. It's like you know, even the early rounds. I mean, we've got memories of Blythe Spartans here and Whitley Bay getting plum ties and. And, and dreaming big, and um, when it comes to Newcastle, obviously haven't won it since 1955, a long time ago. But you know, you, you're, you've been around the ground. You see them black and white pictures of um, War Jackie with the FA Cup and stuff like that. It's just such a big thing in the area, and I'm sure that, that all the fans will, will back that up. And 
I think, you know, the guys that watched the team in the 70s, obviously getting to a cup final then, Bob Moncur taking the team down there, um, open top bus parade around Newcastle with no trophy display, happened twice again in the 90s. So people of my generation have got that one as well. Um, and yeah, the dream just is always there for the FA Cup. So means a lot. It certainly does. It's the, the cup you want to win. Obviously, you take any cup, you take the League Cup, but the FA Cup is is the real special one. And you know, I remember Lee the the the, the cup finals against Manchester United and Arsenal and, and going into the city centre after after the team had come back and it was just packed. It was like they'd won it. And it always just leads you to kind of think, what if? Because if that's how they're celebrating the team coming back after losing a final. I'm just imagine what it would be like if they won the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I always remember 1993 when Newcastle won won the, uh, the the title in the second tier and got to the Premier League for the first time. And they've seen nothing like it. It was something like 250,000 people in the city centre, people climbing on top of church roofs to get a view of Keegan doing a speech. You know, the footage is there. It's, you know, people risking their lives just to get it get a better view of Keegan doing a speech across the Civic Centre. It's absolutely incredible. And and that speech from Keegan back then in 93, um, when he's almost having to silence the crowd uh, because they're worshipping him so much, it's just absolutely crazy. And those two cup finals you mentioned as well, open-top bus parades without a trophy display, you know, it sums up the class of the Newcastle fans. Uh, yeah, imagine what it would be like. It would be absolutely crazy. I'm not telling anybody to climb on a church roof there. I'm just saying... You know, it would be up. The streets would be lined up from from Gosforth to the city centre, and uh, yeah, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable scenes. Yeah, it would be special, wouldn't it? And you know, it is frustrating that Newcastle United have got Manchester City, and the reaction on social media—it's been quite jovial. There's been a few people kind of saying, "Oh, well, that's it, right?" And now others joking about the inevitability, as they see it. Newcastle United going out, but this is what the cup's all about, isn't it? It's about the underdog taking on the top team, and you know the cup is known for upsets. And I think, from my point of view, if and I'm sure anyhow won't let this be the case, but if they go into this game with a defeatist attitude, you might as well not turn up. You know, there's no reason why Newcastle United cannot give Manchester City a game, and there's no reason why they can't progress into the semi-final. Well, I mean, Manchester City is, is, is going to be tough, as we've already touched on. It's, it doesn't get any tougher than that because, you know, even some of the other teams left in, I suppose Liverpool away would have been hard as well. But Man City, just they just seem to be so hungry and so rampant. But as you say, um, Eddie Howe's usually good at preparing his teams for these big, big games. They did it when they went to Manchester United in the Carabao Cup. Going to Old Trafford isn't easy and winning like that having the game almost sealed off by half-time. Um, they beat Man City in the Carabao Cup at home. The two league games between City and Newcastle have been very close affairs. Uh, Last-minute winner in the last game. So there's an opportunity there, I think, to at least give them a game. We know we can at least rest assured that Eddie Howe will have the team in a position where they give Man City a game and they make it as difficult as possible. So there's probably a few other positives I can throw in there. I mean, it's going to be 8,000 Newcastle fans going down there. It's pretty much going to be like a semi-final anyway in terms of the atmosphere that they're going to generate. So the fans will be back in the team. And then the other one is Nick Pope. Could he be back? You know, they said 
it'd be about mid to late March that he could be back. If the season's riding on it, as Eddie Howe keeps saying, then maybe he, he could be, you know, thrown into this cup tie. And I think that would give Newcastle a massive boost. They would pretty much be, providing there's no more injuries, of course, they'd be pretty much full strength apart from Joe Linton. So we've got we've got a little, a few things we can hang our hat on and uh, hopefully uh, Newcastle can go down there and, and cause a shock. Well, the injuries are, are key, and if Nick Pope is back, that would be a massive boost. But either way, Martin Dubravka performing against Blackburn, if he can keep that form going, that would be brilliant as well. But I think the other thing to note is that the players, they're getting back at this moment, at the time of recording, your Joe Willicks, your Elliot Andersons, your Alexander Isaacs. As you say, if they can avoid any further injuries, by the time that game comes around, they should be fully up the scratch. They should be match fit. And they should be, you know, re- ready to go, essentially. And I'd rather be playing Man City in the quarterfinal in, what, is it two weeks, uh, just over two weeks' time, rather than where we've just played Blackburn, when you've got these players coming back and we know they're not fully fit, we know they're not match fit, because how can they be? So if, what we're hoping on is when Man City does come around, the likes of Willick and, and Isaac are, are, are match fit in, in form. Yeah, exactly. And I think... You know, this season, Eddie Howe hasn't been able to pick a team where he's got that spine um, fully fit. Obviously, Pope, Botman, Bruno and Isaac, that spine through the middle uh, of the team that was such a big success last season. And it'd be great if they can all find the fitness, the confidence, and it all comes together. And I think really the players will be relishing privately. They're not going to be uh, I mean, publicly, they're not going to be shouting, saying, oh, we're going to go down there and do this and that. But privately, they'll be relishing the chance to go to Man City because if you can beat Man City and eliminate them, then the cup then reopens up again for Newcastle. I mean, probably no Newcastle's looking to get Liverpool in the semi-final. But then if you can get, you know, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And if they can beat Man City and beat Liverpool, then, you know, the, na- the name would almost be on the trophy. So, Look, let's focus on Man City first, but you know it's not as it's not as much of a lost cause as, as people are saying. It's taking the pressure right off Newcastle. Sure, that'll be a benefit for, for Eddie Howe that nobody believes it can go down there and win. And they've got two league games to try and get into a bit more of a rhythm as well. Um, so hopefully we see a much improved uh, display against Wolves because let's be honest, the Blackburn game wasn't it wasn't great at times. We were lucky. We were lucky to stay in it. But that's what the cup's all about. Newcastle did what they needed to do, and they got through. So they've earned the right to set this one up against Man City. They certainly have. And you referenced the two games that Newcastle played, uh, Man City, um, where they, they gave them a really good going you know, in the League Cup, and the three-two defeat at home. And that will give Newcastle United hope that they they have matched Man City. Um, in, in quite a few games of late, Man City do have these tremendous players. As I mentioned, in my opinion, they're probably the best team in club football, but they're not unbeatable. And Newcastle United have shown that on the day they can go toe-to-toe with them and, 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 as we've said, beat them. So that's another thing to hang your hat on. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Man City have shown that, you know, they have got an off day in them. Now, they didn't have an off day the other night against Luton when Haaland went mad and got five goals. You know, if you run into them when they're like that, then you do, you've got no chance. But there is a possibility where 
they do have that kind of off day. They do concede a few goals as well. So there's there's that. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that Newcastle players will all know they won't need me to say it, they won't need any help to say it. They've got to turn up and have an A-plus mindset. They've got to have the A-games ready. And if they can produce their very, very best and hope Man City are slightly off the boil, then they might have a chance. But look, it's it. It still promises to be an exciting occasion going down there. 8,000 Newcastle fans and, you know, the carrot of Wembley's at the end of it as well. So the ninth is still, whatever, regardless who they're playing, they're still 90 minutes away from Wembley. So if you're a player, especially the players who may be coming towards end of their careers a little bit, um, you know, in, in the sort of early 30s, they might not get too many opportunities to play at Wembley again. So, it's, it's there for them. Um, they've just got to go into it with the right mindset. They do indeed. And I, I mentioned there the return of, of players to, to fitness. Uh, and I've just double-checked the, the fixture list, actually. And it is, I mean, that this game against Man City does come up really quickly. So Newcastle only have Wolves and Chelsea to, to, to get out of the way first. I mean, what you'd like to, Lee, is to go in that game against Man City on the back of, of two wins. Given the performance against Blackburn, it, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, can you see Newcastle United picking up six points from the next two games and then going into that quarter-final in really high spirits? Yeah, it would be, it would be nice. Um, but Wolves is uh, it's a tough, tough game. You know, on paper, it looks like it should be an easy one. I mean, these games against Wolves normally end up 1-1. There's been so many 1-1 draws between these two teams, it's, it's untrue. But uh, Gary O'Neill's just, seems to have something going there and you know they got the look of the draw they've got Coventry at home and in, in the next round so it looks like they could be going to Wembley for that semi-final you never know Coventry might cause a shock they've done it before in history so we'll, we'll have to wait and see but it's a tough it's a tough one for Newcastle and it's one where they just need to try and scrape through and, and get those three points because if they do then suddenly they're right back in the mix in the Premier League, they've dropped down to 10th in the table, Newcastle, which, you know, it's got people talking on the radio. I was listening to Darren Bent uh, talking on drive time last night, and he's saying that it just puts a question mark over Newcastle. And he was saying it even puts a question mark over Eddie Howe with the owners because if Newcastle finish mid-table and don't win anything this season, then, uh, you know, questions may be asked. Now, I think Eddie Howe knows that himself, just going off what, what's been said in press conferences recently. But overall, if they can beat Wolves and then go on Chelsea and get something and make sure before Man City, they're still right in the hunt for Europe, at least they'll have that to fall back on. If they have two defeats and the pressure becomes too much, then it would be an uncomfortable end of the season. We don't want to see that. So let's try and be positive. We'll said at the start, um, Hopefully they get three or four points from these next two games and then they'll be right uh, in the mix for the Europa League or Europa Conference League. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed they can they can pick up uh, six points. Whereas see Wolves is going to be really uh, testing game on Saturday. And just looking back at the um, the run Newcastle had to the final uh, under Kenny Daglish in 1997-1998, because a lot of people they on social media perhaps seriously, perhaps uh, jokingly, have, have claimed that this is a fix. I mean, how on earth have Newcastle United got Manchester City in the FA Cup, having already faced PSG, EC Milan, Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League, 
and then the, the tough fixtures that they had in the League Cup. Um, but then you look at the <laughs> Cup run that they had in 98, and you had Everton, Stevenage, uh, Tramia, Barnsley, Sheffield United before they faced Arsenal in the uh, final. So some might say it's kind of uh, it's come full circle. Yeah, I get. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but for me, really on paper, Sunderland away, Fulham away, Blackburn away. That I know they're away from home, but that's not that tough, really, in my opinion. Newcastle after spending 400 million shouldn't be worried about going to Sunderland. Shouldn't be worried about going to Fulham. Shouldn't be worried about going to Blackburn. But they have made hard work. They made very hard work at the Blackburn game. There's no doubt about it. Blackburn were brilliant on the night. Um, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't like Newcastle were ever going to steamroller Blackburn because they're just fighters and, you know, they were winning aerial balls, second balls. You know, when I went to 1-1, I, I did really fear for the, for the cup. I did because they were piling the pressure on. So the Newcastle on paper have been given a, a presentable draw, let's say, and you know they got through against Sunderland. It was fine. It was a derby. Fulham. It was a stuttering start of that game, if you remember. But second half they came good, and then Blackburn. They made hard work of it. So yeah, but that that cup draw nine ninety eight. Hard to see any team getting an easier ride to Wembley than Newcastle did that year. Because I have to be honest, that was one of the worst Newcastle teams I've ever seen. And I guess what Eddie Howe would say, you know, going up against Manchester City, going up against Chelsea in the, the, the League Cup and, and City in the League Cup and going up against PSG, you know, if you've got ambitions to be the very best, then you you don't fear these teams. You plot how to beat them. So that's kind of another positive here. Eddie Howe was not crying in the corner about this one. Yes, he would have liked Coventry, but at the same time, he has ambitions to be an elite manager. He wants to win the Premier League with Newcastle in time. So these are the kind of games where you plot yourself against the very best in Pep Guardiola and you plot how you get the better of them. Yeah, I mean, Man City have just got so much quality uh, across the board and they are a team that's had a takeover and invested well and they've put trophies on the table. So it's finding a way of, of upsetting them. Um I thought the Premier League game where it was 1-0, Newcastle could have done a lot more in that game, but didn't. And it was a very narrow win, uh, 1-0 back in August, I think. And Newcastle now must defensively go there and produce something similar, but also something at the other end, which they didn't have that day. So it's, it's not beyond them. It's not impossible, but it is very difficult. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree with you on your assessment there that that game that he had right at the start of the season, it did feel um, like Newcastle United did what they had to defensively, but they just didn't push themselves forward enough to to get a, a victory and the the defeat at home three two. You know, it, it it it's it's strange to kind of be talking about these two performances in the same season because they're so vastly different. Newcastle nowadays is just conceding goals uh, by the bucket load, and we, we have to hope. That when Man City come around, you know they've they've, they've shored the defence up because as you've mentioned, Haaland, you know, is where the back of the net is. Does this kind of cup run, Lee, and the way the Premier League season is going at the moment? You said there Newcastle tenth. 
does it feel a little bit like those seasons under Kenny Daglish and Rude Hullet where the Premier League form dipped off? I mean, under Hullet, Newcastle finished 13th that season, got the final, they lost. Uh, I think under Kenny Daglish, they were around about the same in the league table and got the final and lost. Is there is there a similar feeling, do you think? Yeah, there is a bit. I mean, both, funnily enough, both of them seasons, they finished 13th. So in the two seasons before, they finished second. So it was second, second, 13th, 13th. So a big slide down the table. Um, but as I say, that 97, 98 team, obviously Shearer aside, who was injured for most of the campaign, um, it was one of the poorer sides. There were some players in there that probably should never have, you know, got to that level really. And, you know, they were lucky to to get to the cup final um, then. This season though, it's a, yeah, I, I see what you're saying in terms of it is papering over the cracks a little bit because they fell down to 10th and had they not been in the cup, then there might be more alarm bells than there is now. So it is papering over the cracks and certainly, let's say they, they lost the next couple of games and then against all odds beat Man City, then it's kind of papered over the cracks game because if they did lose the next two games, they would be in the bottom half of the table. They might not be 13th, but it'll be in the bottom half. Um, and the other thing is, from those seasons you mentioned, they actually did manage to get the final and managed to get into Europe because the runners-up got um, the cup slots in, in Europe that year. That can't happen now because the rules have changed. So Newcastle have either got to win the cup to get into Europe or they've got to go on a phenomenal run in the last 12 games and secure on the other one. So there, there is similarities because the, the interests of both competitions are kind of conflicting with each other a little bit. So um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting end to the season. And under Hull at that season, Newcastle did defeat Blackburn in the fifth round at Ewood Park. So um, hopefully they can do that again and, and get on their way to the final and this time go one better than they did um, under Hullet. I am looking forward to the game. Look, yeah, as we've said, Man City, uh, tremendous side. But Lee, you, it's, you, we've just got to embrace it, right? We've just got to embrace it and fingers crossed they can put in a performance. Yeah, they do. They've, they've got to look at it and say, this this is our season now, this game. And if you, if you win it, then... <laughs> You're in with a huge shout of winning the cup because you've then proved you've then proved you can handle the heat of a big occasion like going to Man City and, and winning. So it it's it's there for them. You do have to look forward to it. I'll be looking forward to to going to the game. I'm sure that eight thousand fans going down there will make it an unbelievable noise. And you know that they were brilliant at Blackburn. There were there was a few moments where it was a little bit quieter. Because they were just looking at it, just thinking we could go out the cup here at Blackburn Rovers. But overall, they made so much noise. This chanting, the Tenali chant, and all that. And you know, I travelled back on the train yesterday, and people were still very much in in high spirits before the draw. And then, obviously, that was the one that kind of you know deflated people a little bit. But look, it's done now. Um, dust will settle. Let's hope they can. Um, what I hope they don't do is, on the day, just decide they're going to play five at the back. I hope. I hope that if they are, if there is going to be a change in system, let's have it before Man City. Not let's not just go there and say right. We've we've now decided 
after not doing it all season to park the bus for this game. I just hope that if they are going to do it, they do it earlier. Uh, if not, stick to the principles that made them successful last season because, you know, they are they are actually capable of, of um, you know, that PSG game was the very peak of Newcastle. That's what they can be. So they've got to look back at that and look at all the little elements of that game, not just the goals. Anthony Gordon flying in and getting the crowd up and stuff like that. Dan Byrne winning tackles and sliding in. All that sort of stuff needs to be bottled up and put into that game against Man City because if they can do it on the day, if they can put it all together, then you never know. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself, Lee. Well, this has been In Conversation with Lee Ryder. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Please hit subscribe. Give the video a thumbs up on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast channel, please leave us a rating and review. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the build-up to the game against Wolves at St. James's Park. It's been a pleasure joining you guys, and we'll see you guys very soon.